sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Apart from Mary and Joseph, there's only one saint who's important enough that he gets two feast days, St. John the Baptist. Why is that? What's so special about John? And how is he particularly relevant for us today? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we talk more about John the Baptist, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way to do so is by email. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. SFCatholic.org. Uh, I'm joined, I'd say once again, but it's been a little while. It has uh, been. I'm joined in studio today by Renee Kranz, my once upon a time kind of regular guest. People co-host. probably thought you ditched me and they were like, yes. Done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard you told me recently somebody. Oh, yes. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I met someone who is a fan of your show, yeah. Dr. B, and I cannot remember his name, but it was at Golf Addiction at uh, Food Truck Tuesday. So awesome. So shout out to uh I'm listener so sorry, who goes I can't up to Renee. I'm and, really and, bad and, with and, names. And and how um how did they like how did you receive this um compliment? <laughs> he said so he says, um, oh I I've seen you on YouTube and I said, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. There we go. And because he's he's watched the right. the YouTube. So we're when we start November Dece- December we started trialing video, but yeah. so we've been at this for about six months. Yeah. So at least. Uh so you look good on camera, Renee. I what? Look good on camera. <laughs> on camera. Because of the photoshopping that bit. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, right uh, in, in case people haven't listened to the train wreck that we call ignition, <laughs> would you just briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. I'm Renee Kranz. I am the um, interim communications director for the diocese and editor of the Bishop's Bulletin. Um, lived in Sioux Falls since 2005. Married to my lovely husband, Ryan, for 19 years. And when's your anniversary? It just happened, June 8th. Oh yeah, did, yeah. Bill, did we know that? I did. Uh, yeah, Bill, sorry. he probably. Happy belated like, anniversary! So 20, <laughs> 20 next June eighth yes. will be yes. twenty years. Yes, we're hoping yeah. to take a big trip because we. I mean, we took a smaller honeymoon, so we're hoping to take a big trip on our okay. twenty year. Nice, good. So. uh Rough segue, no segue. We're just going to no. talk about John the Baptist. No, so. none of that works. No, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad because you actually, um, well, as we record, as people are listening to this, they possibly will have heard you speaking with somebody else ah, that is on true. this topic yes. on your show, which was planned before I knew you were doing this. Catholic so views. we did not, so we did divine, not plan it. That divine way. providence. So yes. we'll see how well you're prepared for your other show based on. <laughs> no, no, no. So um, I've already started making notes. <laughs> so. As I said in the introduction, um, did you know that, by the way? Did you know two that, feast days? that he has two feast no, days? No, but as soon as you said that, I was like, two feast days? I did days? see you writing on the yes. corner of my eye. Yeah, so um, and so Joseph has a couple of feast days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary has several feast days. Yes. So, But among saints, those are, apart from John the Baptist, those Joseph and Mary are the only saints who have multiple feast days. Apart from John the Baptist. Okay. So um, we just celebrated, as folks are listening to this, um, just a few days ago on December. December. It's June. June. 
Soon to be July. Yes. I'm, it's Christmas in July. <laughs> um, June 24th, we celebrated the... Feast of St. Feast of St. John the Baptist. You just what said that, right? Specifically, which feast do you know? This is if Ooh, the, his guessing, nativity. His nativity. The birth of St. John the Baptist. Yes. Well, and, and why do we celebrate his nativity on on, on June 24th? Why, why the 24th? Because he was born June? six months before Jesus. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. You, yes. And how do we know that? Because uh, the Bible says so. For the Bible tell, tells me so. Yes. <laughs> um, Luke's gospel, Luke tells us that about six months later, after his annunciation, right. Um, where his dad was told, Zechariah was told, you're going to have a son. Um, six months later, the angel Gabriel came to Mary, mm-hmm. the town of Nazareth, to a virgin named Mary, betrothed to a man named Joseph. So they're, they're, so scripture tells us that they were conceived six months apart. Right. Um, so we, the church has long celebrated their birth, therefore, six months apart. So um, June 24th, you know what that means, though? I mean, what do my kids? What do my kids really care about the feast of the birth of Saint John the Baptist? There must be presents involved. Or no, something. that means that means that Christmas is only six oh, months okay. away. Well, there are presents Jesus, involved just in six right, months. Right, right, in six months. Yeah, <laughs> so have to wait a little bit longer. So, we we've just celebrated his birth. Any idea what other what? Forget the date for a moment. You are going to get an A for the date if you know mm. the other feast of John the Baptist that we get celebrate. Ready for the F? Oh boy. So what, do you know what we normally, okay, so here's another, here's another hot tip, uh, whatever, it's not a tip, hot tip. it's a liturgical <laughs> tidbit, there we go, okay. <laughs> it's a hot tip for somebody, um, Norm, John is one of only two saints whose birth we celebrate. Oh, well. Mary's is the other, isn't yes. it? Yeah. So John is that my and eight? Mary. Yes, that's Jerry for the. No, that's no, no, no. No, because no, you no, asked no, a different no, no, question. No, no. I did. Saying, I yeah. did. So going back. So normally we okay. celebrate. So how did John die? He was beheaded. Right. So normally, as martyrs in particular, we celebrate their feast day. Oh, sure. So there's the on martyrdom. the date of the martyrdom right. or thereabouts. Right. So we don't know the date of John's martyrdom, but but the other feast of John's that we celebrate besides his be his birth. And the reason for that, by the way, because we're celebrating their, 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 their heavenly birth, right. if you will. Right. Um, so oftentimes saints, saints in general, many times, at least they're celebrated when they die. That's the feast day. Right. Their, their, their birth into heaven. Um, and so with a martyr, we celebrate the feast of their martyrdom. John's is celebrated on August 29th. I had to look that up because I could not remember myself. Just so <laughs> oh, you me know. either. So, <laughs> so August 29th. Yeah. So, so June 24th, his birth, August 29th has long been, I think the traditional date, uh, uh, the traditional date of his martyrdom. So, for Eastern Christians, if you weren't wa- if you aren't watching, you should have seen the light bulb that oh, yeah. just came so, on. on so, Dr. if you're just Hall's listening, face. you got to go to YouTube. <laughs> about the, seven oh. it's mis- minutes in, uh, you got to watch that that, that expression. Um, it, for Eastern Christians who follow a different calendar, the Julian calendar as opposed to the Gregorian mm-hmm. calendar, um, the beheading of John the Baptist. This is this is to me a fun fact. It's not a hot tip. It's a fun fact. <laughs> Um, the, the, the martyrdom of John the Baptist, which we uh, reckon as August 29th, falls on a different date. Okay. T- 13 days later. 
So like September 9th, 10th? 11th. 11th. 9-11 oh. is in the Julian calendar, the feast of Saint John the, Baptist. the beheading of St. Yeah. John the Baptist, which okay. is just a little, obviously huh. for us as Americans, 9-11. So enough about fun facts, tidbits, and hot <laughs> tips about the liturgical <laughs> feast of St. John the Baptist. Renee, who cares about St. John the Baptist? That's the question that I want to answer. But what would be your initial, like, why Why do you think the church gives such prominence? Ooh, ooh, sorry. No, we got one more liturgical. So also in the East, um, when, uh, so the Eastern Eastern Christians, icons are really important, oh, right? right? Yes. Right? So um, in the East, oftentimes, um, and, and, and people who know Eastern liturgy and iconography really well, feel free to email me, ignition at sfcatholic.org, to correct uh, any mistakes I'm about to make or have already made. Um, in iconography of Jesus, two saints, two saints in particular are always near her, one and one, near him, one on one side, one on the other. Guess who they are? Hmm. They're the saints, the same ones whose births we celebrate. So Mary and Joseph? No. Jesus. No. Jesus is Jesus. He's not a saint. No. Bill we, just gave me this. What we, are you, stupid? Because we, already, because we talked about it three minutes ago. <laughs> okay. My brain is yeah, not. I know. I know. I know. Uh, June 24th. John the Baptist? Yes. Well, aren't you asking me who's, who's pictures next to John by the Je- Baptist? Oh, by Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I thought you said Jesus. John the Baptist. I'm like, no. I'm so confused. I know that both names start with J, but they're different people. Yes. Um, <laughs> next to Jesus are Mary and not Joseph, but John the Baptist. So in, in, that's the other liturgical... Tidbit. Tidbit. Um, <laughs> fun fact that John the Baptist, uh, liturgically in the East is portrayed next to Jesus. So what's the big deal, do you think, with John the Baptist? Um, well, I can see a couple big deals, at least. For one, he baptizes Jesus, yep. but he also kind of announces him right. to everyone. Right, so so that's... Paves the way. He does. And, and we read about that in the Gospels. Um, make straight the path, a voice crying out in the wilderness, uh, prepare the way of the Mm -hmm. Lord, et cetera, et cetera. So John, Jesus tells us, is the last of the prophets. Right. The church, the greatest of the prophets. Uh, So looking... looking backwards, looking backwards, Jesus says that there's no greater man before him than John the Baptist. And yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is talking about what's coming with the kingdom that he is bringing, that he has brought, that he is inaugurating. But John is the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. And he he holds, as a different scholars and saints will say, he's a, he's a hinge figure, right? Okay. Just like these crazy microphone booms that I just knocked out of the way. <laughs> um, he's a hinge figure between the old and the new because he's not, really part of the the old because he's not prophesying something that's going to happen down right. the road. He's in fact, uh, yes, he does prophesy, but he bears witness to, mm-hmm. he sees the fulfillment of what Elijah and Isaiah and Moses and so on and so forth. All the Old Testament figures, what they were looking to, John also looks to, but points to, and in the words of John's gospel, behold, 
the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. So John has this really unique figure in self, is this unique figure, has this unique position in salvation history where he's not really part of the old, but he never really lives in the new either. Right. He, 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 he is a hinge figure between the old and the new. He seems like maybe the luckiest prophet. Uh, because because he gets to see Jesus. He, because he gets to see right? <laughs> all the other prophets they 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 look to the future but they never got to right. see right right so yeah so that that so he he is the forerunner he is the the greatest prophet forerunner he comes before he is the precursor but he's also the one who who bears witness to Jesus in a public way Mary bore witness to to Jesus uh, I'm sure Joseph did as well um, things like the visitation but John is the one who publicly bears witness to Jesus, particularly at his baptism. Right. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into some of that. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting with Renee Lee Kranz today. We're talking about um, John the Baptist as in, as in and his importance. So we, we started the show, Renee, talking about this liturgical sort of tidbits, mm-hmm. fun facts mm-hmm. um, about the feasts. Just asked you um, about what your thought is. Why does the church place such importance in John the Baptist? And I think it's largely because he's this hinge figure. But he has been so just um, just a little personal reflection here to 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 transition to the the rest of the the episode. John has been intriguing an intriguing figure for me going back to the late nineties. Okay, um, there's a a work of theology that that I I was reading back. I think my my early grad studies were talked about how think of a Jesus and the saints as constel a constellation around him, and 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 some saints are closer to Jesus. They're a more central star in the constellation than others. Mary, certainly. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the book was about the papacy, so it's about Peter and the other apostles, but Peter's role um, uh, uh, as as the first pope. Um, but this author, Swiss theologian Hans Hors von Balthasar, talked about there's Mary and then there's Peter, but before he gets to, and John, but before he gets to John, he talks about uh, John the Baptist, and just a couple pages, and I made a note in my book. Uh, there needs to be, and I knew there are somebody already did this, but we need a theology about the person and role of John the Baptist. Hmm. So John has always sort of intrigued me. Several years ago, here at the diocese, going through some old books, I came across a book by another theologian, French Jesuit Jean Danielou, the work of John the Baptist. So almost like almost the title is almost what I wrote yeah. down. So that piqued my interest, but it the the image that I've been using to describe my relationship with John the Baptist is for 20 years, he's been knocking at my door. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris, I'm in. <laughs> uh, when I came across this book by Jean Danielou, he knocked again. Chris. Finally, this spring. This is, he's stalking you. We've talked about this with saints before. We have. They stalk right. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so John, just forget it, Lord. I'm just going in. Yeah. So he barged in and he came into my life. And I think that John the Baptist is a crucial figure us for figure for us living today. In general, with the new evangelization, and I'd say even now, in particular in our diocese, uh, with the diocesan vision, which, mm-hmm. Renee, what's the diocesan vision again? I don't get this right. Falls. I get an F, right? <laughs> you get an F as in fire. I think. <laughs> oh, heavens. 
lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Right. So in our diocese, the Diocese of Zoo Falls, that is the vision um, It's which which Bishop Grude received in prayer back in 2020. It's our marching orders mm-hmm. um, for years to come. Lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love, which basically specifies what the new evangelization looks like right. in our diocese. So why do I think that John the Baptist is an important figure for us? I'd say in our diocese, but really in the United States of America when it comes out to living um, the new evangelization. So it goes back, first of all, two things in particular. One, you already mentioned, and then I, I commented on briefly. I asked you why you think John is so important. Do you remember what you said, what you focused on? Uh, because he baptized by Baptized, baptized Jesus, and, and even before he, that, and because he paved the way, paved the way. Him. He announced yeah. him. So John is the one who, mm-hmm. uh, not like prophets, where it's centuries before, right. but like literally right, but mm-hmm. be- right before Jesus appears on the scene, John is the one who is announcing his coming. Right. So uh, in the Gospels, um, like I'm going to flip real quick to the beginning of Matthew's, Mark's Gospel, rather, because Mark doesn't have the infancy narratives. Mark just jumps right in uh, to Jesus' public ministry. But Mark begins this way. This is the beginning of Mark's Gospel. At the beginning of the Gospel of the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and as as it is written in the pro- Isaiah the prophet, behold, I send a messenger before your face, who shall prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And then the other reference. Um, so a prophet actually prophesied John. No, no. So this Isaiah, is so, didn't, so this didn't is actually what, what Mark writing is describing John. As, and then he goes on. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins. Okay. So yeah, so Isaiah and actually Malachi is also referenced there by Mark. Isaiah and Malachi in, in their words here are speaking about the coming of the Lord, but also this voice that right. will prepare the way. Right. And that is, yes, John, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. So John is the one who prepares the way for the Lord. And that's what exactly what you and I are called to do oh, right. in the lives of others. So yeah. in, in his public ministry, Jesus would send out the two by two to the towns where he was going to know, going to come, mm-hmm. announce that I'm coming. So basically you're the vanguard. Your mm-hmm. job, uh, apostles and other disciples, is to go two by two and prepare the way for me. That's exactly what John the Baptist did himself, right. literally before Jesus comes right. on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's what you and I are called to do as well. We're the vanguard of the Lord. We prepare the way, whether maybe it's somebody who already knows the Lord and he wants to know them deeper. Maybe he's knocking on the door and mm-hmm. our job is to shove the door shove open, the door open <laughs> so the Lord can come in. It's not about us, it's about the Lord. Um, maybe it's somebody who doesn't know the Lord at all and we're supposed to be his vanguard, right. his voice. And I think this is a reference to Malachi, how the quote starts, behold, I send her my messenger before your face, who shall prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. So we're called to be the voice of one crying in the wilderness, like John the Baptist. Okay. So that's that's one, I think, the, the primary reason why I think John is a model for us in the new evangelization, yeah. a model for us when we're thinking about living out the 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 diocesan vision, at least here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, more fully. Any guesses? <laughs> what my the other reason why I think John is important for us as Americans in general, um, uh, yeah, I'd say Americans in general, and that would include certainly here in the diocese of Sioux Falls. Hmm. Can I just say that first one was really good? Yeah. Yeah. 
I really, I really. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Stalling. Comment. I'm yeah, yeah. stalling. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Stall by telling me how awesome that was. Right. Go ahead. No, I really think that makes what we're trying to do kind of tangible. Ah. Because you can see it, how someone, I mean, yes, we're not going to go out in the desert and eat locusts and so on. I hope not. <laughs> but You just touched on the second point. But anyway, go ahead with why oh, the first point's so okay. great. Um, I just feel like that you can really then relate to someone who's very close to Jesus and understand your role is just like that. And I don't know, it just kind of makes it more real yeah. to me. Yeah, and that's that's what, I mean, so I think oftentimes, and this goes back to our, that episode on saints that you alluded mm-hmm. to. Uh, was that ignition or was that? It was ignition. It was, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, in the archives, Renee had talked about how saints who are important, important saints for, mm-hmm. especially for you, mm-hmm. I think is what we focused on. Yep. John the Baptist is increasingly becoming a really important saint for me because it, what saints, so the, the theme here between these two episodes, um, they make, yeah, concrete, they make real yeah. the ideas or techniques or theories that we so <laughs> often talk about as what it means to be Catholic. Yeah. And the relationship between what you can have as a relationship between you and God and Jesus. Exactly. I think. Right. Yeah. And I think so, so oftentimes as saint, we think about the saints as people that we, we ask them to pray for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they also, they're saints because of how holy they were and they're models for us. The, right. ch- the saints can't, the, the church canonizes them to hold them up as models right. for us. Right. So, right. great. So, so I'm glad that you, have, uh, that John the Baptist helps concretize yeah. living out the, the yeah. vision. So I still don't know what the second thing is. I'm so you like your hints to his... about the locust. I don't. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of wondering if we're like, should expect some locust to like a big <laughs> cloud of locust to come to America. When, when, when people think of like, if, okay, I'll just rather than ask the questions. Yeah, stop torturing me. Yeah. 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 Um, John lived a life of deep asceticism. Oh, yes. A-S-C-E-T-I-C-I-S-M, maybe. No idea. <laughs> Prayer and fasting. Right. Fasting, penances. So asceticism, penances. To be an ascetic is somebody who does penance. Yes. Uh, so John had this crazy outfit, camel's hair, and he ate a diet of locusts and honey. Mm-hmm. Not because he was partial to arachnids locusts. or what. Maybe they were really they were. good. <laughs> arachnids are spiders. I don't know if locusts are arachnids or not. Anyway, maybe gross. they were really good, but <laughs> but he was an ascetic. So so to be an ascetic, so we we have this experience in small ways by the penances that we do, especially during Lent, mm-hmm. and some of us during Advent, and mm-hmm. and some maybe on Fridays. But we we practice asceticism not because food is bad, right? right? We practice asceticism precisely because food is good, but we're, we're trying to bring order to our desires. Yes. We're, we're trying to, by the Lord's grace and our cooperation, we're purifying and perfecting our desires, our quote unquote appetites in a broad mm-hmm. sense, not just appetite like I like to eat right. and drink, mm-hmm. but our desires, our appetites, we're trying to order them to purify them, to perfect them. So I give up things that I like, not because I think now, oh, they're bad. No, I'm giving them precisely because I like them too much. Right. So I need to like God most, and then right. I like to like. I need to like my neighbor next, and then food and drink and Netflix right. and football all the way, or whatever right. it is, right? Are you with me? Yes, I'm with you. Okay. John... I, I, I'm increasingly convinced is is a model for us because uh, he was an evangelist. He proclaimed the way, of, he prepared the way for the Lord and because he was an ascetic. And I think that we as a, 
we as so Catholic need Americans need to model for those around us perfecting and purifying our desires mm-hmm. and practicing asceticism, recognizing that as great as food and football or whatever your hobbies and, mm-hmm. and, and loves are, as great as they are, we've got things out of whack. Right. And we need to undertake, maybe in a greater way, a life of asceticism. Not because these things are bad, but because they're good, but we've we've misordered right. and misprioritized things. Yeah. It's so but. funny that you say this right now because the bishop has been just recently asking for prayer and sacrifices from many of us. Yep. And I've been thinking about that and trying to say, okay, well, how do I put that into action? And um, one of those good desires for food for it has gotten a little out of whack for me. So that's that's one I've been thinking about lately as, okay, the bishop's asking us to do some things to, to um, bring blessings to what we're doing and so on. So. Right. It's just funny that you say all of that right now. These things all happen for a reason How at the right that? times. Yes, it's always so funny. So, yeah. So, I, and, 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 and for me, the connection there, and I think actually in the context of fasting in particular, of Jesus' words, there's this, this powerful story where he, um, his disciples, um, are, they go out and they do miracles. They, they heal people. They cast out demons. That They try to cast out a demon from, I think, a boy, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. And Jesus comes and he does, and he says to them, "Sometimes they can only be ca- this can only be done. They can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Fasting. Yeah. So prayer and fasting are particularly powerful in the context of spiritual warfare. But there's a spiritual war so with, with demons, but also the spiritual warfare with my own desires mm-hmm. for good. My own desires for good things. Right. So this this is why I think that that John is such an important figure for us today because he brings together this this thing about announcing the way of the Lord, but also um, marrying it with a, a life of asceticism and 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 fasting is not just something that we're supposed to do. Penances are not just things that we're supposed to do during Lent. Right. We're we're invited by the church. Actually, every Friday is supposed mm-hmm. to be a day of penance. Mm-hmm. But for those who feel particularly called, and mm-hmm. I think there are times. So your example, right I now. think mm-hmm. we we should we should always be looking for the opportunity to practice penances for to 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 bear greater fruit in our work as right. missionary disciples, right. and also in the battle of spiritual warfare right. for a specific intention. For a specific intention. Yeah. For if nothing, like do for, like. So Bishop asks for this. Mm-hmm. Maybe do it for him if right. that's something that you feel right. called to. Uh, but do it for yourself, for your work, uh, for your ministry in the broad sense that we're all called to be missionary disciples, mm-hmm. um, to to fast, to, to offer things up for for a spiritual purpose, for a spiritual benefit, for spiritual blessing. Yeah. So we've got like half a minute left, Renee. Just any thoughts from you as we talked about John the Baptist? No, I, I think it was a great conversation. And like I said, I just always love how these things connect to what's happening in your actual life. Not only are the saints stalking you, but God's stalking you too. Amen. In case you didn't know that. Amen. So yeah. In a good way. In a good way. So maybe learn more about John the Baptist, read the gospels, 
Uh, this could be something that folks as they're listening can do. Read the gospel specifically around John the Baptist. Maybe pray, John, how am I supposed to make sacrifices mm-hmm. for the Lord today? What is John proposing that we do as we seek to offer sacrifice for the Lord? Yeah. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Renee, thanks for being here today. Sure. Folks, uh, if you have a question about today's episode or any ideas for, for future episodes, the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, may God bless you.